Hello, Billy Reeves here and welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Hearty congratulations to our friend Paul Draper, the former Manson frontman's album Spooky Action is out now on K-Scope, reaching number 19 in the album charts, number three in the independent charts, eight in the physical and four in the vinyl charts. Before we hear from Paul, here from the album is Things People Want.
former frontman of the chart-topping alternative rock band Manson, Stephen Wilson and the Anchoress collaborator, he's on Stephen Wilson's new album, of course, Paul Draper. That's entitled Things People Want. You can check out the video to that on the K-Scope channels. The album's out now, much of it, written with our friend Catherine Ann Davis, a professionally known as the Anchoress. One track written with Dominic Chad. Uh, from Manson. So I caught up with Paul recently outside the Royal Festival Hall for lunch in central London and I asked him if he's ready for the Paul Draper comeback. This week is the start of uh, one of the four sacraments of the music industry. There's writing, there's recording, there's promo and there's live. Which do you prefer? Well, of course, obviously for the past 10 years I've just been doing uh, writing and production, you know, I haven't had really to do any promo or, or live at all. I, mean, I did do a few little bits of things, but I think what happened is I stuck my head above the parapet and did quite a few interviews that had been offered to me to launch the Anchor S album. Mm. Because there's such a sea of music out there on the internet now, and then obviously Catherine's album rose and became a very critically acclaimed uh, album. Um, and then the pressure sort of came on me to do my solo album so this is the first week of my promo so I'm I'm here in the centre of London I can see the River Thames I can hear the rumbling of the trains <laughs> and we're sitting next to right one of my favourite buildings in London the South Bank Centre and, and um, I've uh, just been down to Virgin Radio today to do uh, you know do my little spot on Virgin Radio now it's the K-Scope podcast then I've got Yorkshire Evening News lined up Wow, um, I've got top gig, top gig man. Yeah, and I've got uh, BBC Wales about album covers for about the the six and Port Merion thing, and oh, then I've got oh, I've got loads of other radio stuff, um, and you know, are you enjoying it though? I mean, is it back in the saddle? Um, you know what? When I first started this whole project, I thought, okay, I'll never be an artist again. Ah, what this is, I'm a producer now, and what I'm going to do is dig my old songs out from years ago and produce myself from the past. Right, okay. And that's been very much what it's like. But the, let's go back to the top and the first conversation we had is that you said you weren't going to be an artist until K Scope got in touch and said, aha, there you are. Have you considered releasing a record? Well, they did, yeah. They get, they uh, they got in touch with me, and I just out of curious curiosity, I said, "Come on down." They came down to my studio, and you know, I, just, I didn't want to be on a major label again. Mm. The pitfalls of being on a major label, you know, they can spend two hundred grand on you in a few months and drop you in two weeks. Mm. So, I liked K Scope. I liked the guys. I liked the philosophy. I liked the physical product they made. Mm and the packaging is beautiful mm. you know they can do it as good as any label in the world and that's why I signed with them really the 90s was actually a really rich time for music especially British music and if you take the Britpop out of it because the Britpop was essentially the pop music of the day it was the Hollies and the Freddie and the Dreamers of the day there was three bands of that period that I think were absolutely brilliant and are all still working it was Stereo Lab which kind of bleed into the 80s, yeah. Super Furries, which bleed into the 2000s, yeah, yeah. and Manson. And I think oh, those three bands, they were my three favourite bands. the third album? Yeah, very much so. And I think those three bands released the best three singles of that period. But, and it's not really a but, and you and I touched on this before, 
However, Manson was so big when it came to the charts that there was this period where you'd have Catatonia at number one, you would have Sleeper at number one, you would have the Blue Tones at number one, you would have Manson at number one. So in a way, Manson were kind of tied in with the pop side of it, despite being a very do you know what we should have band. Do you know what we should have just signed to an independent label? We signed to a major label, so we delivered six, which we are now reissuing next year and yeah. is very revered in many circles. Uh, the most thing that's happened to me in music over the last 10 years is standing at the back of a gig and a lawyer, an A&R man or another musician coming up to me and shaking my hand and saying, thank you for making that record at the height of Britpop. There's, there's a, you know, Manson is a growing entity. Yeah. There's a few things that have happened in the music industry over the years that became growing entities that started with Robert Johnson, then you got bands like Love, Mm. You've got bands like 13th Floor Elevators, you've got bands like the, uh, the Ramones, mm. you know, that just grow over time. The, the, the album took a long time for one reason or another. Start with because there wasn't an album to start with, so you can't, I don't know whether there is a, a sort of like starting point with it. With once you've spooky got, Action? Yeah, with Spooky Action. It, was there a starting point or was there a starting point where you thought, okay, now I've now got a deadline? Where okay, was okay, the starting point? Okay, the starting point was that I, because I never ever thought I'd revisit them songs again, I just backed them up to a DVD, just the Pro right. Tools sessions, and my studio engineer Ben took them home to record Match of the Day on. So luckily I recorded them to <laughs> di- onto DVD R's, right. and they weren't DVD RWs, otherwise my album would probably be some rerun of Arsenal versus Man City in the third <laughs> leg of the League Cup or something. Fantastic. But luckily he didn't manage to re-record How it. Quaint. I asked him for about six months, Ben, have you seen the seat that like we had the spindle with all the CDR DVDs and CD <laughs> Ben, have you seen that no, no, I haven't seen it. I was like, Ben, I'm gonna do this solo album like, oh right, okay, yeah, but all the demos are on there. Uh, then it's like it, eventually go around and find it in his loft. His mum put it in his loft. <laughs>
that's amazing. When you were writing those songs, were you writing them for Manson yourself or something else? Uh, Feel Like I Want to Stay was post Manson, and then when I realised I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be a solo artist. I wanted to go into writing production. Took my studio on in acting. I just. It, you know, it went on the infamous DVD-R. Oh, right. <laughs> on that, the RW version, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Or maybe we would, it's just have a different album. So, uh, don't, you know, so, the, um, there's, there's lots of bits. There's bits left over, you know. Mm. It, it's the end of Kleptomania. It was the start of my solo album. I, I eventually gave up the ghost and thought, I'll never do this. But this is, before you met, this is before you met Catherine. And, and so, obviously, she came in to do her record with you. So what... Is her involvement in the latter material? Oh, in the latter material, and well, obviously I've had the odd chord change and bits and mm. bobs and stuff, but my relationship with her, we have a very just loose rule. If she comes up with the spark of the idea, it's her song. Okay. If it's the spark of my idea, it's my song. So these were my sparks. Okay. But yeah, she joined in on five and, uh, you know, co-written five with me on the... She's, she's, on the she's very talented. She comes from... She's self-taught, but she does come from a kind of academic background as well. She's, in fact, I think she's Doctor. She Catherine is Dr. Anne Davis, as I, yeah, I, Doctor I, as I refer <laughs> is to that, her. Is that a help or a hindrance? The fact that she's working with Dr. Davis. The, the fact that she no, the fact that she's proper. I just wonder if she said no. I'm afraid you can't do that because it's uh, in the incorrect key. Um, Is she Lennon to your McCartney or the other way around in that situation? She probably she'd go for McCartney, whereas right. I'd go for Lennon. So I'm happy with that. She just <laughs> someone tried to say to us the other day that we were the uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> Without the cocaine and sex, but I think she said no. We were more like the Benny and Bjorn <laughs> of Prague.
From Spooky Action by Paul Draper, out now. That is entitled Jealousy is a Powerful Emotion. It's becoming a bit of a fan favourite. That one before that you heard Feeling My Heart Run Slow. Paul's LP is out now. Kscopemusic.com forward slash PD for details. The tour dates are up. On the website now, September the 14th, Leeds Brudenell Social Club, the 15th, Manchester Gorilla, the 16th, Glasgow King Tut, the 21st, The Scala in London's King's Cross, see you there, 22nd, Thecla, Bristol, and the 23rd, Birmingham, the O2 Institute 2. That's the only one that tickets are available for, I understand. So if you want to go to any of the others, either wait for editions or wait for returns. Paul recently performed for the first time in 15 years at an in-store at Rough Trade East in London. He played two new tracks and a classic never-played-before Manson track entitled Disgusting, all acoustic. Check out the K-Scope YouTube channel and you'll see a video of that. An album which brings the best of Manson, the best of Paul's songwriting and vocals, picking over the pieces of failed friendships and relationships with sometimes uncomfortable and brutal honesty. It's had some great reviews, this, many of them four star. Louder Than War said, Big melodies, intricate sounds. Uncut said, A growling electro-rock odyssey. Prog magazine, our chum said, A singular creative force and Line of Best Fit described Paul's vocals as a set of pipes which stand out now even more than in the 90s. Thanks as ever for listening to the K-Scope podcast. Do please subscribe if you haven't already on iTunes and spread the word. Lots more coming up this year. New acts. Keep your ears peeled. I'm going to finish this episode, though, with the final track from Spooky Action by Paul Draper. This is entitled The Inner Wheel. Billy Reeves signing off. Ta-da! Cycling over and over With the memories I retain To lose them is my aim To stop the evil